This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back to the Ops Authority Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Gingrich, and I'm thrilled to be here today to share some real life, real stories of what happens with scope creep. We are titling this episode, The Stories of Scope Creep, but I kind of wanted to say the horror stories of scope creep because there's never a good story, a happy ending, a good situation when scope creep comes to play. And so if you are joining us today and you are a new listener, I want to thank you for hanging out with us. If you have been here for a while, I also want to thank you. If you listened to last episode, just really just thank you, thank you, thank you for being an avid listener here. We are still celebrating having over 100,000 downloads of this podcast. We come here every single week. You can depend on us to be in your AirPods every single week to share something around the business journey of being a service provider, a project manager, and hopefully getting you interested in becoming a director of operations, a high-level strategic partner to all of the small businesses and online businesses that are booming and scaling in today's economy. So that's what the Ops Authority is all about. Again, I'm Natalie Gingrich. I'm the host of this show. I am also the founder of the Director of Operations Certification Program. I hope that you hang out. If you like what you hear, give us a review and a rating on the podcast player of your choice, whether that's Apple or Spotify, wherever you're listening to us, that would be greatly appreciated. I just thank you guys so much for hanging out with me every single week. It's a joy to come here, connect with you, even though you can't see me and we're not talking both ways. You can always be felt that relationship can always be matched whenever you join us in our Facebook community, theopsinsiders.com. But as I opened this podcast today, we are talking about scope creep. This is something that we're going to spend a few episodes on. And actually, we are going to have a free five-day training. It is a huge and helpful event that we host a couple times a year. If you're interested in learning more about what scope creep is, and even more importantly, how to get rid of it, how to figure out ways to overcome it, I want you to go to opsoffthegrid.com. We are going to spend five days navigating scope creep, understanding what it is, how to get away from it, how to communicate it, all of those good things. And these are really practical, actionable steps that I'm going to give you and tips that I'm going to share every single day because this too has plagued me and it will plague every single person who is a project manager or has project management skills. As I share these stories today of ladies who have shared their scope creep stories with me, I think you're going to see some similarities in some of the work that you have done and some of the crossing of boundaries that never feels good. So hang out with me today for episode number 161, The Stories of Scope Creep. As we're getting started, what is scope creep? So 
When you're a project manager, whether you're a formal project manager or just directing tasks and teams is something that you have been doing, but you've never called yourself a project manager, I'm going to upgrade you today and tell you that you are a project manager. Hold on to that. Start changing your mindset because that is what you are. I know I went decades in my life by telling myself I was bossy or people would tell me I'm organized, I'm meticulous, I'm analytical, I'm a high achiever, I get a lot of things done, I have a way of motivating other people around me to get things done. And I took all of that for granted. I just thought that that was the way I was wired. And actually, sometimes I thought that it wasn't even a good thing. I thought it was a bad thing or a punitive thing until I was midway through my corporate career when someone plucked me out and said, you know what, you're going to go over into the project management organization because your skill set is perfect to help us lead multi-million dollar projects. You can only imagine the imposter syndrome that set in because I had never been called that before. Once I got familiar with that work and obviously got some experience, but also did some studying and some learning on what project management was, I was kicking myself. Heck, I'm still kicking myself for not claiming that in my early 20s. Heck, even going to college for that, because that is truly, that aligns with what I am and who I was made, what I was made to do, who I was made to be far before I ever got that professional title. So alas, I promote you to a project manager if any of this resonates with you. So as a project manager, you are in charge of understanding the outcomes that somebody is wanting. And to achieve those outcomes, you create a plan, you create a some processes, you break those plans into tasks. You do that by understanding the requirements. And so there's a lot of reverse engineering that goes on here. Today's podcast is not about how to set up a project, but understanding that that is just part of project management. So you end up with a list of tasks that you are in charge of making sure that they get done. You get some sign off on that, and then you have formal kickoff of a project. So the sign off has happened. You are in gear. The project has started. And all of a sudden, something called scope creep may happen. And I don't know very many projects where this doesn't happen. But scope creep is defined as a time when changes take place after a project can even be a relationship or a contract have begun. So everything is going along and all of a sudden there are changes. And these changes can be, they really can vary. They can vary in severity. They can vary in scope. And there's, it's just change. And so any kind of change has to be managed, right? And so that typically, actually, 100%, it always disrupts the plan. Because remember, when you've kicked off a project, you have a methodical plan ready to go. And when change enters, it causes some disarray, some dissatisfaction. And we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go through this. Now, I know myself and I also know the over 350 women who have come through my certification, the Director of Operations Certification Program. We are servant-hearted. We are service professionals, meaning we have a service to offer. And whether you do this on your own and you're building a business around that service, or you have done this in corporate because of a skill that you have, you're a service provider. You've got a gift and that is what you are selling. Because you are wired this way, 
I like to look at us as servant-hearted. That means that we love to overserve. We are looking for approval. We get joy out of checking the boxes off. We get a joy out of moving somebody closer to success. And so that servant-heartedness, if that's a word, is just part of your makeup. It's part of your fabric. We are also very capable and high-achieving women. And so all of those things seem like really amazing things. And I'd like to tell you that you are also wonderfully made, and those skills will serve you a really long time, forever, actually. But there is also a dark side of this because you are servant-hearted, because you love to give, you love because you love to reach satisfaction for yourself and for other people, you can also put yourself into a place of not looking at you, but really over-serving others and not looking at yourself. So why can this also have a dark side? Well, your goal is should always be to become your next best self. And when you get narrowly focused and you rip away anything that's important for you in the spirit of over-serving somebody else, then you are avoiding your next best self. You're not allowing yourself to step into that next best version. And here at the Ops Authority, we're on fire to help any woman to move closer to their next best self. When scope creep comes in, this is stripped away from you. And that is going to typically lead to some dissatisfaction, some frustration, et cetera. Another reason that this can be challenging is that you decrease your focus. You become distracted. Remember, you have a plan and now to make somebody else happy or to fill in a gap to help somebody else, you will go above and beyond. And then all of a sudden, your focus on the things that need to get done is distracted. Your job as a project manager is to help achieve goals faster, right? So when I think about goals, I think of profit margins. And anytime I'm joining a company, whether that's on a project basis or a retainer basis, I am looking at helping them to become more profitable than they have ever been before. Certainly more profitable than last quarter, but in the grand scheme, as profitable as possible. And if that is the goal that we're trying to achieve, and we are really being drowned and put down by scope creep and changes that are coming in, then the unfortunate thing is it puts us further away from our goals because our resources are tied up in other places. So with that, you start to have some resentment that comes in. And when that resentment comes in, you can't help yourself but to become frustrated at the situation. And that can escalate into the relationship and even to on a personal level at some time. So I have to tell you, being servant-hearted and serving your clients or your employee, your, your employer or your team is a very commendable role. It's a role that we will always shine for, but I'm going to encourage you to have boundaries around that because when you don't, all of these things I just listed, you know, preventing you from being your next best self, from decreasing your focus and holding you back from achieving those goals, having that resentment step in, the frustration, the dissatisfaction, the emotional toll that takes place is just not healthy. It's not good for you independently, but it's also not good for the role that you are playing inside of this business. So Again, I can't encourage you enough to join us at opsoffthegrid.com where we are going to have a five-day experience where we're going to take you off the beaten path. We're going to go through a proverbial journey, a hiking journey to help you to crush scope creep once and for all. 
You might still be asking yourself, what in the world is scope creep? Well, I'm going to share five actual examples that I have heard from our director of operations community of scope creep situations that they have navigated either recently or in the recent past. And I'd love to know if you relate to any of these. So first situation I would like to share is someone who came to me and said, you know what? Oh, just so you guys know, I went to them and I said, hey, tell me about any scope creep situation that you have come across. I'm going to, of course, redact any names or any identifiable situations, but I wanted to get like real information to share with you guys because this is so prevalent. It's part of your work. And as a part of Ops Off the Grid, our five-day experience to crushing scope creep, I want to help you to get into a place where you don't find yourself in these situations that are jaw-dropping and very frustrating, kind of heart, you know, they, they really break your heart sometimes too. The first thing I wanted to share is a scope creep situation that was presented. And that is when you have a professional, I mean, this is a business, right? You have a professional contract with somebody to perform services. Obviously, the people that I'm talking to are in the operational space. So they're anywhere from doing fractional DOO work, or they can be specialist in the area of finance or data, couple different ones, HR, project management. And in this case, this was a financial situation. So someone who provides financial services as well as fractional DOO work, but she has a professional contract with a company. And over time, they get comfortable with one another. And I'm going to say when you serve as a director of operations, even a virtual assistant, a project manager, any of those that are in fractional retainer roles, you start to build a really close relationship with these people. And I certainly hope that you are working with people that you actually like. So that is going along smoothly. And then all of a sudden, this person started to have requests that were out of scope. What does that mean? They were there, their assignment, their contract was to work with this person professionally, to look at their business books, right? To look at their business, to see what their financials are, to help them with the bookkeeping. And then all of a sudden, the business owner started asking them to do personal things, like to start looking at their personal finances. You know, it's so easy to find yourself in the friend zone and that person is looking at you as a friend and they're thinking, well, I would ask my friend these things. And you have to remember that you have a separation of professional and personal duties to this person. And that is an example of scope creep that doesn't just come up for this client. I also had, or this student, I also had another student who came forward who said something very similar about crossing the line from professional to personal where they were supporting somebody in a brick and mortar or in person and the leader that they were supporting had asked them to go run personal errands to get their children some outfits for an upcoming event that they had. And not only did she feel obligated to go do that, she found herself in a situation where she was paying for it and then getting reimbursed was tricky because it was a professional situation that she had. So lessons learned and through our work together and obviously just growing as a service provider, establishing those boundaries and communicating those boundaries around scope creep, they no longer find themselves in those situations. But have you ever been in a situation where you are working professionally, but all of a sudden personal things pop up? I know I have found that in my situations before too. So these two women who shared that to us, you know, are, are certainly not alone. And I wonder if you have found yourself in that same situation too. The second 
scope creep story that came to me was somebody who was serving a business from a consultancy perspective. So not a retainer, but a consultancy. Remember, a consultant comes into a business, they guide, they advise, they give tips, and the business is responsible for implementing those tips. As a consultant, you're typically not managing the day-to-day business. And so she believed that she was clear up front when they got into this relationship. And at the end of this three-month term, she was wrapping up the contract and they were at the end of their term. And this gentleman was very confused. He assumed that there would be a continuation of services. So he was thinking that she was really a retainer. Yes, she was delivering on the consultancy level, but he thought he had access to her going forward. He was really, really shocked at there being an end to this. She felt bad for him because he was so confused. She put it on herself like, oh, maybe I wasn't clear. And before you know it, she found herself delivering day-to-day management all the way to the point where she was managing the people, she was inside of the project management tool, managing projects, and the daily communication that's going forward. Friends, that is the description of a retainer director of operations or a retainer role, I should say. It doesn't have to be a director of operations, but on a retainer basis. And her expectation and what she thought she was communicating effectively was a consultancy role. But Here's where the servant-heartedness comes in. He was shocked. He wanted her to continue. And she didn't have that hard conversation up front or even at the time to where she could define where her scope started and ended, but that her heart got in the way and all of a sudden she continued on in a capacity that she really wasn't aligned to. It wasn't aligned with her next best self. And so scope creep crept in and she found herself feeling uncomfortable, but still serving. And that works for a while until you reach the point of frustration because that's not where you really wanted to be. And something always turns up at the end that severs this and it's just not comfortable. It's not who you are. It's not where you wanted to be. So communicating up front, always going to be the safer bet. Third example of a scope creep story we have is this operator is leading a team and they need an additional resource. She's looking at the project scope and a couple of projects that they have coming up. And she goes back to the leader and she says, you know, for us to be able to achieve X, Y, and Z in this time frame, we're going to need an additional resource. And she was kind of nervous to bring this up to the leader, but it was essential. And she had laid it out in a way where it was a, kind of a no-brainer. If we wanted to achieve this, we needed to have more resources. But if, you know, you wanted to delay the dates of some of these objectives, then maybe we could get by with what we have. Well, the leader said, you know what? Nope, I want to reach all of these milestones by this date. I understand, but we don't have any money. So we don't have any money to invest in an additional resource. And so everyone was really excited about meeting those goals in the accelerated timeframe that the operator had presented, including the operator. But when the leader came back and just straight up said, I cannot afford this, What happened is the role, the responsibilities, this person, this operator was so invested that she ended up stepping into that role. And I have personally done this, so I I know it happens. Again, you're so connected to the outcomes. You want to achieve, you want to please, you want to see success on your watch, and you all of a sudden find yourself in a situation just like one of our students did where you are 
expanding on the role and the commitment that you had promised them. And unfortunately, this person and I myself have done the same thing, step into this role to satisfy, to help the success of this company. You do this at the sacrifice of the same pay, but yet more time, more focus, more commitment to the company. And I can tell you that the leaders don't necessarily mean to do this on purpose, but when you say yes and you step into an expanded role for the same pay, they're probably not going to raise their hand and say, no, 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 because the business is moving forward faster. So I want to encourage you to remember that scope creep can happen even in roles. When I started the podcast today, I told you that Scope creep can happen in projects, it can happen in contracts, and it can happen in relationships. And this is an example of how the role can really be expanded without you even having the intentions of doing that. That is a great example of scope creep. The fourth, and I have one more to go after this, but the fourth example of a scope creep story we have is the fact that you have stakeholders in projects. Stakeholders are the people who are actually the people that are responsible. You as the project manager are helping them to achieve their goals. You're helping them to create a plan so that everything gets done and you achieve it with less resistance. But stakeholders are the people who have decision-making responsibilities. And in this scenario, the stakeholder had gotten really comfortable. They were really proud of themselves for bringing on a project manager. It had saved them a lot of stress, time, and oversight of the project. They felt like the CEO felt like they had promoted themselves. And in many ways, they had. But as a CEO and the stakeholder of this project, they still had to make decisions. And what this operator or DOO found themselves in was a situation where the stakeholder had felt so relieved that they started to slowly remove themselves. And unfortunately, the project still has to move forward. And a project manager is not an expert in these specific subject areas. They're an expert in project management, right? They're an expert in creating projects and managing projects, looking at the resources associated, but they're not experts in many of of the specialty places where we're going to come in. For an example, I've managed book launches. I am not a pro at managing book launches. I am not technically savvy, yet I have managed many, many website conversion projects. In corporate, I would take over IT projects. Ladies, I know nothing about these complex, robust systems, but there were stakeholders there that were making decisions so that I could put together tasks and responsibilities and then make sure that those things got done. That's what I mean. I just wanted to explain what that meant. So in this situation, to keep the project going, The absence of the stakeholder really put this DOO in a situation where they ended up making decisions. And it's uncomfortable for operators to do this because we're not great fast decision makers anyway. When you look at our Colby, we don't happen to be fast quick starts and we need a lot of facts, which typically makes us slower decision makers. But because of the absence, this DOO said, you know what, for us to continue to move and for me to continue to manage the project and the people, I guess I just have to make decisions because the stakeholder and the leader was not available. Now there's, you know, another part to the story, which gets very, very frustrating to me as a mentor to this person. And that's when the stakeholder did pop into the picture. They were disgruntled at the decisions that were made in their absence. Now, that's a whole podcast for another time. But I wanted to share that this is another area of scope creep that has happened. 
Fifth and final, I love this one because values are at the center of everything that I do as a person, professionally, in my home, in my legacy. Values are everything to me. And so these are the things that make you unique, the things that you cling to, that you stand for, that you associate yourself with. And so we talk a lot about values inside of the certification, even in our free content here on this podcast. Values should be the pinnacle for you before you set up a business, before you set up an offer, before you identify an avatar. It's really important important to understand your values. When this student and fellow DOO and peer of mine had gotten into a relationship or signed a contract with a business owner, they were serving one avatar. And this person was early in their business experience and the client was looking for something particular. They had it. So they said, yep, I'll sign the dotted line. They exchanged money and all of a sudden they are in contract now. Well, the company was serving a particular avatar and all of a sudden they expanded that avatar. Now they didn't necessarily tell the operator that they were going to do this, but it slowly shifted over time. And people were, I mean, we all change avatars and expand and contract avatars throughout our business journey. So there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. The scope creep situation that happened was that this avatar, when we talk about scope creep, this avatar shifted without the director of operations knowing, and that avatar was not aligned with the values of the project manager. And because the project manager had never spoken their values at the beginning of the relationship, it was going to be a conversation that was going to be very, very difficult. And let me tell you, anytime you have scope creep come up, a difficult conversation feels very heavy. And so I know that that was, that was definitely part of it. But when she brought this to me, I was like, wow, scope creep can happen, like I said, in projects, relationships, and contracts, but it can also happen in your values. Now, the new avatar that this person was serving was just not aligned with her values. And it put her in a place where she felt unethical to support that client moving forward. And unfortunately, she couldn't make that shift at that exact time because, of course, all of us need revenue. So it just didn't feel like good work to do. And so you can see how that could be super uncomfortable. Alrighty, ladies, I would like to know if you have identified yourself or you have found yourself in any of these situations, similar situations, if you head on over to theopsinsiders.com, that is our private Facebook group. We are going to have a prompt in there and I would love to hear from you an example of scope creep that you have. What is your scope creep story that you would like to share with us? I think that there is so much power in us sharing where we have experienced scope creep even as these students were telling me theirs, I was like, oh yeah, I remember a time when this happened and that happened and this happened. Like I can see us sitting around a proverbial fire and just kind of kicking around all of these stories that have happened to us. I'm gonna tell you the way that you were born and you were made, you're fabricated to be a service provider. You have a beautiful servant-hearted personality and gift, I want you to be able to use that. But I also want to help you to see how you can create structure around that, how you can effectively communicate that so that we can avoid scope creep when it comes up. In all five of these scenarios that I shared with you today, if you implement the actions that I'm going to share with you in this upcoming five-day challenge, you will mitigate the unfortunate, heartbreaking, you know, emotional effects 
of scope creep that I have shared with you in just these five examples. And there are hundreds and thousands of others that we could share with you today. But I wanted to give you an example of what scope creep really looks like. And of course, encourage you to join us in Ops Off the Grid, where you are going to have five lessons that are going to come to you every single day in your email. You're going to be able to watch these on your own time and then join us inside of a pop-up Facebook group where you are going to be supported to take the actions. Ladies, this is a new event. We have never done it like this before, but we are still talking about crushing scope creep. I know it's at the root of everything that we do. It can set us back. It can hold you back from being your next best self. And I'm on a mission to elevate us, to help you transform to becoming your next best self so that you can move yourself forward faster and any of the businesses that you support. So join us over at opsoffthegrid.com. I look forward to seeing you guys very, very soon inside of our pop-up Facebook group. Thank you guys for hanging out today and we will see you back next week with episode number 162. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.